Hello? You ready? Yeah, hold on one second. Let me turn on this my TV in the living room. All right, welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Dynasty League podcast. This is going to be our week one recap, our week two preview, and I'm going to drop my week two power rankings. I got my uh, special guest this week, St. Louis Cardinals owner, Jay. What's good? Once again, introducing me as a special guest. <laughs> yeah, well, you are special and you are a guest. Okay, so I'll take it. We're going to do the recap first. I will do uh, – I'll do the – Power rankings going into week two in the middle, and then we'll do our preview for week two. Uh, we got to do this since we're on anchor. We're gonna have to do this in thirty minute increments. So I want the re- I want to try to get the recap recap done by at least the thirty minute mark. And um, if anything, I want to try to make it be an hour long and then be done there if we can. All right. Yes, sir. All right. So um, we still have it's Sunday night. We still have one matchup that could be decided in a couple of at-bats. I'm still waiting for it to happen. So we're going to go to that matchup last or as it happens, if there's anything that happens with it. So we'll go ahead and start. Let's just start with your matchup. How's that sound? I'm fine with it. It's actually. Go ahead. Okay, so my my prediction on the week was St. Louis 10-3. Wait. No. No, that's not right. That's not right. My prediction was Chicago 8-6. And um, as we can read, I was pretty much wrong. Go ahead and give me your weekly rundown, your rundown of how your matchup went, and then I'll give you a little analysis of what I think. Okay, well, my pitching did did really well. Uh, My ERA is 3.4, which is not – I mean, I would say that's above average for what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I had six saves and 10 holds. Obviously, it was a week and a half and not not just one week. So that's not going to look like that um, until the All-Star break or after the All-Star break. But, I mean, I had a lot of my relievers give up runs and still got a hold or a save. So I got really lucky on that part. So the six saves, ten holds, it looks good. But I got – I mean, in my opinion, I got really lucky because the teams were were ahead by three and giving up a – they managed to, to uh, get a hold or a save. Um, do I think my pitching maintains uh, that dominance? I – I don't know. I feel like I don't know. They did well. And Here, I'll, let me. I'll run down a few of your pitching stats because you did have a really good week. Let me run down a few because I got it pulled up. Sean Mania, thirteen innings pitched, two earned, thirteen Ks. Musgrove, twelve and two thirds pitched, two earned runs, fourteen Ks. Um, Chris Flexen. Chris Flexen, he didn't have as great of a week. 
Uh, you had Tyler Rogers, a uh, relief pitcher. He had almost five innings pitched, the only one earned. Pablo Lopez, 10 innings pitched, one earned run. Uh, I mean, you had some pretty damn good starts from your starting pitchers. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Pablo is – I mean, I got him off FAB, I think, last year. I mean, that's probably the best FAB pickup I've I've had since I joined. Um, but, but let me just try and finish real quick. My pitching was really good. My hitting – I believe I'm last in total bases, maybe second to last, but my hitting did very well, in my opinion, for having the worst batting average uh, with anybody with everybody else. I mean, I, my batting average is a uh, .192. So if my hitters average two, I mean, let's say 250, 230, those stats, all those stats that I have right now are going to go up. So I'm that right there makes me very hopeful. Yeah, I agree with you. You would be, you would have been 10th in total bases, but not, not by much. Um, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. You had a great off. You had a great week. 10th in total bases batting 0.192. And I'm tied for first in home runs because three people have 16. Right. Yeah. You had a, you had a really good week. On the pitching side, and you're hitting. You, I, you were lucky to get the two categories you got hitting 192. But I would be very hopeful as well. I, I think that that was a great start of the season for you. Eight three three against your division rival. Yep, that was uh, ranked higher than me. Uh, I mean, I guess yeah. you know, ninth place. I mean, I apparently Chicago Cubs is ranked tenth. I don't know. <laughs> you weren't ranked ninth though. You were. You were ranked fourth. Concerned. Still salty. Can I before we move on, can I apologize to a couple couple teams on my rankings? I need to apologize to Miami's team on my rankings because we'll talk about it, but okay, I was wrong. I'm sorry. You had Miami, you had Miami at ten. Yep, I'm sorry. I am sorry. That is the that's <laughs> I'm sorry. And then I uh, Boston, I apologize for putting you last. Um I think that is the two. Definitely, definitely Miami. I definitely disrespect you, Miami. <laughs> Other than uh, that, I'm okay. I mean, it's not that bad, but I, I definitely disrespect you, Miami. All right, let me mark that I fucking let me mark that I missed that one. So I missed that. Um, all right, what's the next one I missed? All right, let's go ahead and let's go stay in the division. Let's go to Milwaukee and Miami. I had Milwaukee eight five. I'm going to go ahead and mark that one red before I go any further. And, uh, yeah, you had Miami ranked at 10. I had him ranked at 7. The consensus, though, had him at 11. So while you had him at 10, you actually had him higher than the rest of the league as a whole. Uh, With that said, he is sitting at 12-2 in an absolute ass-whooping over Bobby with Milwaukee. Uh, He took six out of seven offensive cats. He's taking six out of seven on the pitching side, 10 wins, a 3.4 ERA, a 1.19 whip. He got seven stolen bases, which wasn't, it was at least top half of the league. Um, But yeah, but Bobby had one. I mean, and he only hit 235. Bobby hit 250, but Bobby just didn't really have, I mean, he did edge him out in total bases by just one. 
uh, and RBIs by just one. He did beat him by just one quality start, but all the rest of the uh, one save, but all the rest of the category, like all the rest of the stats aren't really close at all. You know, six, six stolen bases, 11 runs. I mean, hell, he was two strikeouts away from taking, uh, taking two strikeouts away from taking that category, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm very worried. Uh, <laughs> I'm not very, I mean, like, like you just said, he batted 235 and had 16 home runs and had one more total base as a right. I mean, I don't know if they, I don't know if they're finished, but has one more total base than the Brewers. And when your batting average is low and you still win total bases, obviously when your batting average increases, your total bases are going to increase as well. And I also think that the stolen base category, I don't know if I'm tripping or I was just oblivious, but I feel like I've never seen this many stolen bases with, I mean, a lot of teams have a lot of players with stolen bases. I don't, I mean, I feel like it's never, I mean, obviously it was a week and a half, but I feel like it's never been this much. Like, I bet you if you, you did that, the history stats are at the long weeks and who, like, has the most, you know, runs, home runs in, in that, in, you know, those weeks. I feel like you're 12 stolen bases. That actually might be a record. I forgot to even look at it. I mean, and there's a lot of stolen, there's a lot of teams that have a bunch of stolen bases, and we'll get to it, but him having seven. That right there worries me because that's a guaranteed stat, and that is that will play a huge part. And he had ten wins and only two quality starts, and it makes sense because these pitchers aren't, you know, they had a short spring uh, spring training, and they're pulling these pitchers sooner than than usual, in my opinion, especially the first week and a half. So his ten wins could honestly stay the same and his quality starts will will increase way more than two to have two quality starts and 10 wins that's great yeah the quality the quality starts will increase for everyone uh yeah that's one that's like the one stat i guess other than you because you had six i guess la had six also wait no yeah he had six also no one else had more than three after that uh so yeah i, I think those will definitely increase Ah, 12 stolen bases is not the record. What is? 13 by Chicago in 2019, extended week. It was week one of 2019. Oh, wow. All right. But but do you agree with, with – I mean, there's – we could talk about after, but when you look at all these teams that have total, like the amount of stolen bases, do you think that – have you seen this many taught I mean this many stolen bases uh for a lot of teams? I mean you got one, two, three, four teams, five teams that have over five stolen bases. Oh, Hello, Justin. 
Yep, hello. Are you there? Yeah, I can hear you now. You couldn't hear me? Not no. Did you hear me? Yeah, did I say you couldn't hear anything I said? No, no, sir. Oh wow, Not, okay. After I asked about uh the amount of teams that have over five stolen bases, I didn't hear anything. Okay, my bad. My bad. Okay, yeah. So so I agree with everything you said. I one thing I will say is that we know that like the fast players are gonna steal bases, like just examples are like Trey Turner or Jazz Chisholm or Starling Marte. But then something that's gonna inflate it is things like Joey Bart getting a stolen base. So I mean, you know, that I, I did have one from Joey Bart this week. Things like that are gonna inflate numbers. But I do think that we are gonna see more stolen bases this year and going into the future. Uh yeah, like you said though, I um this it is a lot of stolen bases. Did you hear me say that twelve wasn't the record? Yeah, uh, yeah, thirteen was. Yeah, thirteen's the record. So, um, yeah, that's him getting seven. That that sh- <laughs> I think that you guys, you Chicago, maybe especially Bobby right now, after he got just his ass kicked, I think maybe he should be a little worried with what's going on because you guys probably have what's going to be the toughest division this year. I know last year I think it was my division. Boston and Arizona showed up for like at least three fourths of the year. Boston was fighting until the last week. I think that that division is going to be the tough one this year where we could come down to the last few weeks and you guys could all still be very well in the race. Literally all four of you could still be in the race. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to be quick with this because we're already at almost halftime. Brewers last year, we talked about it. It was first in, in a lot of offensive categories, but he did not have a lot or, as of his roster this year, not a lot of players with those stats I was reading with 80 plus runs and, and, and so on. And I feel like that is a reason why he kind of got his ass kicked in offense because he was playing the right players at the right time last year. But now it's just, it's going to be hard for him to, there's no way he's going to be able to repeat that. In my opinion, to have those, top three offensive stats is like he did with the players that he had. I mean, I don't know. I think yeah, I, don't, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. I just know that your division is going to be a total crapshoot. Okay. You're right. We do need to speed up just a little bit. Uh, we'll go ahead. Let's jump to Seattle and Detroit. We'll jump into that division overall. I predicted Detroit nine to five and it looks like Seattle's going to take it down nine, four. So let me go ahead and mark another red spot for me there. And um, this this division is Seattle, Detroit, L.A., Tampa Bay. Uh, via rankings from the league and from myself and from you, these two teams are thought to be the two bottom teams in the division. So, no, I mean, I had I had Seattle. I mean, yes, I think I'd like when you say bottom, where he's not going to make playoffs. But I Seattle was I think dead last or second last last year. I I specifically said Seattle is going to have. Um, a very surprising year. And uh, I mean, he played Detroit and he won. So, well, and I will say I've, I said also when he made a few of those picks in the FA draft that I thought that Seattle was a team to watch out for. I thought Scott made some good picks. And um, I also thought like the Kershaw pick, I was pretty vocal about saying, I thought that was a surprise and I didn't know how, how that was going to turn out. And Kershaw looks back to him, back to his old self. But what, all I was saying was that like, even your rankings, you have Seattle and Detroit as the bottom two teams in that division. So that was, this matchup was thought to be between the bottom two teams of the division. Regardless, 
Scott has, I mean, he had a good week, eight wins, a 3.8 ERA and a 1.08 whip. He did only have three stolen bases. So uh, I, and I'm going to have to go out on a limb and say that, um, doesn't, didn't he have a Delberto Mondesi? Am I not seeing him? Am I losing? Uh, oh yeah, he, he did. He's on the bench. I'm sorry. He, he did. I just overlooked him. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, Oh, uh, he has all three of his stolen bases actually. So in order to win that category, it looks like he's going to need Mondesi to keep playing and stay healthy. Uh, I mean, he does have Willie Adamas. I would expect stolen bases there too. He did hit 254, so he's got to be happy about that. Only 10 homers, but he had 130 total bases. And I'm pretty sure that that is top five in the league. I'm struggling to find what I'm looking for here. What did I say? 130? Um, eh, it's middle of the road, but 130 still is nothing to sneeze at. And 43 runs is pretty damn good as well. That's top. That's like fifth. So overall, I think he had a pretty good week. My question to you is, does this tell us more about Seattle or does it tell us more about Detroit, uh, about Bruce's team? Because he had a five five ERA, and I know he had a couple of pitchers get absolutely throttled during this week and a half. I mean, I'm not – we talked – I mean, I, I specifically said when they match up, Seattle has more pitching. And if you have more pitching, that's more innings pitched to where, yes, your players are – if they get – if they get a uh, run scored on them, when you have more innings pitched, your ERA is not going to drop as much. And with Detroit and the amount of pitchers he has, if two of his pitchers in the week uh, get destroyed or have five runs scored on him in four innings, then his ERA is going to fucking skyrocket, skyrocket because he's only got, I mean, a, a, a very uh, limited amount of pitchers. And I right. feel like that's happened. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and jump to the other matchup in that division. And that was Tampa Bay and Los Angeles. So I'm going to go ahead and take a victory lap on this one because I got it right. Did I get it right as far as uh, my prediction of the score? Absolutely not. But I got this one right, and so far it's the only one I've gotten right. I said I thought this would be the blowout of the week. I thought Tampa Bay was going to just kill L.A., and I was very wrong. Elliot. With the Los Angeles Dodgers, he had six quality starts, six wins to a 2.4 ERA and a .92 whip. And I said that I thought his pitching was going to be his, his biggest problem, and it very much so was not in the first week. Now, he's hitting with his 14 home runs. The rest of it, Brad just – I mean, Brad, and he was ranked number one. He came out of the gates extremely hot, and his offense did what we all expected and just had a killer week. Did he lead the league in home runs? No, he didn't even win the category, but he had 258 bases, which was tops in the league. He had 48 RBIs, which was top five. He had 43 walks, which was second in the league, with nine stolen bases, which was tied for second in the league. And he scored 57 runs, which was first in the league. So, I mean, his offense absolutely killed it with a 286 average. Uh, were you surprised by this outcome? I am, and I'm looking at, at the situation right now, and um, he's got a lot of – I'm just trying to see – I mean, his Ks aren't – I mean, he, he kept up with Ks, but, like, I don't see – I mean, if he has a, a pitcher that just gets destroyed, he's screwed. I don't – I mean, I'm in shock, to be honest. Well, that's kind of what happened. Honestly, Brad had a bunch of uh, – Tampa Bay had a bunch of pitchers early on that were just getting fucking torched. 
And I, we talked we talked about it early in the week, Monday, Tuesday, somewhere in there. And yeah, his pitching just did not show up at the beginning of the week. I mean, honestly, I would like to look more into it because I really don't see. I mean, six wins and six quality starts. You, I mean, looking at his lineup, you don't. I mean, job well done. I guess I just, I don't see that repeating at all. Okay. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention earlier is uh, now Milwaukee did end up beating Miami by two strikeouts. I was looking at everybody's strikeouts to innings pitched. And so you, St. Louis and Chicago, your matchup, you guys were one and two in strikeouts. When I was looking yesterday, innings pitched, you guys both were over a hundred innings pitched and you had 124. Uh, Tyler had 122 and then Bobby comes in at 115. And what was really crazy when I was looking at it yesterday is you guys had 20 innings more on him. So if we were going by like K per nine, instead of overall K's, Bobby would have obliterated fucking everyone. That's, I mean, you're right. But when you have 20 more innings, if I have a pitcher, I mean, you're talking, what, that's two pitchers if not three pitchers that I could put out that he doesn't. And if that's they like have, three to four, that's like three to four. If they have bad, you know, if they get earned run score on them, since I have more innings pitched, like I said before, my ERA is not going to drop as much as his. If he has one of those pitchers have a bad game. Sure. Sure. I just thought that was an interesting little, little tidbit. All right. So that takes us through two of the divisions. We're going to go through the game. That's not, that doesn't have ramifications happening right now. And we'll see if we can buy a little bit of time because we're we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Yeah, we got, we still got nine minutes left in this first part. So we'll be all right on time. We're fine on time. All right. So the other matchup was Boston and Arizona. I had Arizona taking this down seven, five, as I also had, um, as I also had Boston as the worst team in the league in my rankings. And, I was wrong again. Boston is going to take this one down nine, four. And now one thing I haven't said that I've meant to say the entire time is that we're spitting out these, these scores for everyone for this week. And there is absolutely still a chance for stat corrections. So some of this might be wrong. So if I come on maybe later in the week and correct some of the stuff that was said, who knows? Um, I'll do that if I have to, but uh, yeah, so I had Arizona seven, five, Blake and Boston are about to take it down nine, four. I'm surprised by this. Uh, Blake had nine saves. He had a, it was, I mean, it wasn't a great pitching matchup between the two. Blake had uh K's in the bag early on in the week. He won it 90 to 44. He had four wins to edge out Arizona's three. He had nine saves while Arizona had zero He's able to win holds with three. I mean, I know you had 10 holds. So if someone's getting 10 and you can win it, win the week with three, you got to feel great about that. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. But I mean, uh, I, Yeah, go I ahead. Like, go ahead. I feel like Arizona could have paid more attention to his lineup. And having all that offense is, I mean, you're picking and choosing and – I mean, like today, he had the game was postponed for the what the Royals, and he didn't substitute a player. Hmm. I didn't even notice that one. I know there was a few earlier in the week that probably could have been substituted. Um. Okay, so I just got a text message. I don't know if Tyler wants me to read this out loud, but I'm going to read it out loud anyways. He said, 
And I think this is kind of kudos to you. What a matchup with Justin. I'm about to lose ERA by 0.01, which I'm looking at it on the website right now. And you are going to beat him in ERA by 0.018. Yeah, I've been I've been watching it. I was I was down. He fucking what was it? He uh, anyways, yeah, he had the fucking lead, and then Ozuna hit a fucking home run, which saved my ass. Wow, he has Darvish tonight, doesn't he? Yes, and he almost tied me in K's. Wow. Okay. So then to finish his message, he said, I'm going to lose ERA by 0.01 K's by two tie homers and tie steals. I can't even be mad about losing this week. You guys had a great matchup. And honestly, I think it was a lot closer than eight through three shows. And I said that all, I remember saying that a lot last year matchups that ended like eight, three or like 10, three or 10, four, or even like 11, three, where they were a lot closer than the score actually showed, which I mean, that happens in the, in these leagues, these category leagues with 14 categories, that's going to happen time to time. You're going to lose an extra like three categories by one or two. And it's going to be a lot closer than something shows. And I do, I think you guys matchup was a little closer than eight, three, three shows. I'm telling right now, I bet you I lose if Mike Soroka is healthy, Lance McCure Jr. is healthy. And obviously Tatis and, Teoscar Hernandez got hurt. So I don't know how many games Teoscar, um, how many games that Tyler missed with Teoscar, but if Fernando Tatis is in, I mean, bro, his lineup is scary. I think Tatis is a huge difference maker when it when we get later on into the season. Okay, hold on. We're, we're running out of time, though. Let's go ahead and finish Boston and Arizona. Um, this is another one that, as far as power rankings went, these two teams were voted as, like, the two bottom teams of the division with myself and the Yankees. Um, like we said, like I said earlier last year, our division, I think, was the toughest. Boston uh, was really tough for, like, 95% of the season. He fell off right at the end. Arizona put up a really good fight for about half the season, too. So I think we're going to see a lot of that from your division that this year. With that said, um, yeah, I agree with what you said about Arizona. I think he probably could have managed his team a little better this week. Um, but yeah, and Boston did sneak by with a few stats, not, not winning by very much. He won home runs by two. He won total bases by seven. He won RBIs by two. So, I mean, nine, four, this one could have flipped pretty easily. And with that said, let's go ahead and let's get to the last matchup of the week. And that is my matchup with with New York, with Slade, a uh, divisional matchup. Um, I had myself winning 8-5, and that can't happen. But we still have Austin Riley to have one more at bat in this game. The Braves are down 2-1. to one, And if he hits a home run, I will win 7-6. Right now, I'm tied in home runs, and I'm losing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Back up just a second. I won't win 7-6. I'll tie it 7-7 if I get a home run from him. If he gets a double or better, then I'll end up only losing 7-5. But, yeah, I can't win anymore. I can only tie, which I'm fine with. Because, quite frankly, since Monday, Slade has been beating my ass anywhere between 12-1, because he was up 12-1 yesterday around 1 o'clock, between 12-1, and I brought it actually back to 8-6 today for a, a couple of hours. But, uh, yeah, right now, Slade is up 8-5. to uh, We're waiting for Austin Riley's at bat. He's fourth up in the eighth. It might be pushed to the ninth. We'll see. But if he somehow hits a home run, I'll tie 7-7, and I'll be able to save face just a little bit. I will say this. Losing 8-5 isn't near as bad as losing 12-1. to <clears throat> But yeah, with that, we say what? 
Yep, go ahead. Okay, with that, um, to be quite frank, my offense was not very good this week. Uh, I was pretty good the opening, like, first little half week, Thursday through Sunday. I was actually winning through Sunday. And then Monday, everything just took a horrible turn. But anyways, my offense was decent for that first part, and then they've just been fucking horrendous this last week. My offense has. I still managed to win stolen bases with 12. I still managed to get RBIs because of today and yesterday. My pitching was god-awful. I had three wins and one quality start. I got my first quality start last night with an eight-inning, just beautiful outing by Justin Verlander. I don't know how I won Ks. Actually, I do know how I won Ks. It's because Nestor Cortez today pitched five innings at 12 strikeouts. If I hadn't picked up Nestor Cortez, I lose Ks. I got one hold somewhere at the very beginning of the matchup. Like I'm lucky I got five categories. I'm going to be honest with you. This I'm, I'm thrilled that I'm going to get five categories. Uh, what do you think about my matchup and how shitty my team was? I think you need to get more pitching. I know you got minor, you know, I know you got prospects that are uh, offensive players, but I think you need more pitching, but that Cortez ad was clutch. Yeah, that was so clutch. I think you're right. I need more pitching, but there's not good pitching available right now. I missed out on all the good pitching in FAB recently. I got a couple of good – like, Verlander, I think, was a great pickup. I think that, there's no what? need to be worried because John Gray and, and DeGrum are coming, and then you got to drop somebody. So just relax, R-E-L-A-X, and finish it off because you got 30 seconds, buddy. All right. Yeah. Um, congratulations, Slade. He's going to end up, well, he's actually going to end up sitting in second if he wins eight to five because Boston's going to take over the division for the first week. But yeah, that's going to, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for the first part of this. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to go refill my cup. Justin, I expect you'll be refilling your cup. And we'll be right back with the power rankings and our week two preview. Let go. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Working. Let's go. No way. It is. I don't know why. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. We're back for part two. We don't know what's been going on. I got a phone call from a buddy I hadn't talked to in a while. So I talked to him. Then we tried to get going for part two. And we've spent the last 30 minutes with nothing but fucking issues. And apparently now it's working. So we're going to go ahead and jump in. I'm going to drop my power rankings real quick. Uh, I don't, we're we're not going to discuss this much. I'm going to, you guys can uh, comment if you want, whatever. And then we're going to go into our preview of week two. So power rankings coming in at number 12, holding firm. And now this is not going off of the consensus league rankings last week. We're going off of my own personal rankings coming in at number 12. We have staying at 12, Arizona. He took a 4-9-1 loss to the team I had at uh, number 11 last week, so I didn't see any reason for him to move anywhere. So we got Arizona coming in at 12. Coming in at 11, falling back one spot from 10, I've got Bruce with Detroit. Not a very good week for Bruce. We know his pitching didn't do well, as we discussed earlier. Team overall just didn't look all that great. So I got Bruce moving down to number 11. Coming in at number 10, as well even with the win seattle uh my opinion he didn't do enough to move up and also there's other teams above him that did bad and not great that i don't think did 
so little that they should be moving down below Seattle. Seattle did have an impressive 9-4 win over Detroit, but was it all that impressive if we have Detroit in the bottom three? Coming in at number nine, big faller this week. Team I had at number six last week, and that is Milwaukee. I got Bobby dropping down to number nine after his 12-2 defeat to the former Atlanta Braves, now Miami Marlins. At number eight, have jumping up is Boston. Blake surprised us. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I got Blake coming in at number eight. His team surprised us a little bit. He dropped some numbers that I don't think uh, I don't think a lot of us could have seen him dropping, but he also won the week 9-4. So Boston was one of our big movers this week. I have him jumping from 11 up to 8. Coming in at number 7, I got Minnesota. I think, oh honestly... God, yeah. <laughs> what? No, no, continue. I think that my team is extremely dangerous honestly i do but the way that i got my ass whooped for seven days i know this was an extended week if it was a seven day period i would have been 14 kicked my ass for seven days i i think that seven is maybe being generous with where i'm at right now coming in at number six I have L.A. I gave him two spots. I moved him up from eight to six. His team showed uh, more than I thought they would. His team was better this week than I thought they were going to be. So I think six is completely fair, uh, maybe even higher, but that'll that'll come in the future. Moving back to five, I've got Chicago, who I had at two last week. We talked about it earlier in the first part. You did win 8-3 over Tyler, but... I think it was a lot closer than the eight, three shows. So while I do have him moving back three spots, still sitting top five is, is pretty damn noteworthy for any team in the league at number four, our biggest mover up, I guess with Boston is going to be, I have Miami at four and maybe it's a little early. I did have him at seven to begin with. That's our newest member, Miami, David. I have him moving up to four and I mean, he made the right moves. He made the right ads in the off season. His, his team, they showed up, they showed up in week one. And I like, I like what his team looked like. I think four might even be a little lower than, you know, maybe he should even be higher than that. I don't know. He's going to need to do a little bit more. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to find out what his team's really made of coming in at number three. I have New York. I had New York at five last week. I got him moving up to three. He had the win over myself. I see that as impressive. I thought, I mean, I was a championship team last year. I think I still have a pretty damn good core. New York beating me the way he did. I got to give him kudos. I'm moving him up to three. Coming in at number two, I have moving up one spot, St. Louis. I have uh, Justin. Jay, I have you moving up after, and again, I've said that I think your matchup with Chicago was close with, even though it was an eight, three, I think it was closer than that. You'd still won eight, three and you beat the team that I had ranked at two last week, the team I had ahead of you. So in my opinion, it only makes sense that you jump ahead of him to two yourself, which brings us to number one, who is still Tampa Bay. And I don't really have a whole lot of time for you to even argue anyone else. I know you're not, but I mean, 
anyone to argue that Brad's team is not number one. His team is 100% the number one team in the league right now. That does it for our power rankings for this week. We might see a change next week, but we're going to run that. I would fucking, yeah. Never mind. You agree with Brad at one, right? I do right now, but he also batted 284, and if he doesn't do that, I can beat him. Okay. He's the best average in the league, so. Right. Okay. Good you luck said I just said he had 10 players that average three. Yeah, you're right. Correct. You said that he had 10 players that hit over 275. Or last year. So oh, 250, yeah, I think it was 215. But yeah. The fact of the matter is his team does that, and we shouldn't expect him to hit less than that. Period. Brad has the best team in the league right now again. So all right. Let's go ahead and let's jump on to our preview of next week. Our matchups are looking like let's go ahead and start. Let's start with we still have interdivision matchups. Let's go ahead and let's knock out the division that is not our divisions. We've got Tampa Bay against Seattle. I personally have got a heavy, heavy favorite win for Tampa Bay. I've got Brad taking that one down 11-3. What do you got? Wait, I've got Tampa Bay playing uh, Detroit week two. Tampa Bay is playing Detroit week two. So that means that. Oh, shit. Okay, my bad. That's the only one I'm going to mess up on because it's the only one I typed in wrong. I typed in set. And I thought it was Seattle, not Detroit. So Tampa Bay and Detroit, again, doesn't change anything. I've got Tampa Bay taking it down 11-3. I mean, it kind of changed a little bit, but you're right. It's just, I mean, yeah, I got a 10-3, I got 10-3-1 Tampa. Okay. And the other matchup in that division is LA and Seattle. And uh, I'm giving LA a lot of credit this week. I've got him in a blowout 10 2 2. Really? He's, yep, he's going to have to show it to me. And I'm going to be honest with you, this is one of those weeks where, okay, let's, let's look back to week one, first of all. We got, we got a little bit of time on this one. Let's look back to week one. I picked one out of five correct. So I'm going to be a little off the wall with my picks here. Now is LA off the wall? I don't think so, but I think maybe the 10 two is a little off the wall. I think there's a better chance it's closer, but I'm going to go ahead and go with him and the blowout because I think that that is, that would be the most surprising thing in my opinion. Okay. That's what I mean. I do think, I do think LA is going to win, but I don't have a blowout at all. I have seven, six, one. Uh, LA. Okay. Because if, if you look at this week's matchups, uh, Seattle beat him in runs. He beat him in RBIs. He got him in walks by double almost. He got one more stolen base. He beat him in average. He beat him in wins, tied and saves. And I can't, I mean, having a 240. ERA and pitching is going to be hard to maintain. So, for LA, I mean, LA, LA had a 240 ERA in pitching. So, Seattle, Seattle can compete. All right. I'm with you. It sounds like Seattle's one of your dark horses. Yeah. Yeah. When we, when I told you that Seattle would be the, uh, 
the most what was that that award we do most surprising team or whatever most, yeah most surprising I had him but then you mentioned Miami and that I mean that Miami's gonna be the team but Seattle for how long he's been on the bottom of the list uh, well since I joined what a couple years ago he's yeah. gonna have he's gonna have a better team than he's ever had I think you joined in 19 when we were working at that uh at the bowling alley right yep I still remember. I literally just told this story recently, maybe to Tyler. I still remember when you joined. You joined on like a Friday or a Saturday. We were at we were at the bowling alley and we were in the office, like the back office, and your team was getting beat like 13-1. And I was like, listen, you're getting beat by LA. I was like, listen, just ride out the rest of the week. Make your pickups next week or whatever, and just go from there. And if you go back and look, and I've looked a few times over the last year, you go back and look, you got your ass kicked that week because, of course, you couldn't control that. And then you went on like a nine or 10 week win streak and you made playoffs. I don't know if you remember that. No, I remember it. I honestly believe it's, I don't know what it is. So I, I don't know if it's just a thing, but so that, so. That's what happened to me. I had, I had a losing record and then ended up with a winning record and made playoffs. Same thing with Bobby last year. I would assume I – th- I don't know if he had a losing record the prior year, but then he had a winning record and won uh, most surprising team, and I won most surprising team, and I feel like Miami is going to do that this year. So I don't know if it's just one of those things where a new owner comes in and – the team just gets hot and they win most surprising team, but the next year doesn't follow up like it is. And I don't, th- I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, I, it's like, a, you know, like those rookies that have a great year and then this, this yeah. sophomore slump, I feel like yeah. that's what's happened. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm with that. We'll have to pay, we'll have to pay close attention to that. Okay. So let's go ahead and let's jump to, uh, let's go to Miami and Chicago. I, uh, I'm going to actually, I'm gonna let you leave this one off. Uh, I have, Chicago winning seven five two. I think Chicago's team is. I don't. I mean, if he if he if his team hits uh two seventy, our average is two seventy. It's gonna be hard for Miami to beat that. I mean, I don't, bro, this is gonna be this is gonna be a great a great matchup, um, for me to watch because I really don't. I really don't know what's, uh. I mean, anything. Obviously, it's baseball. Anything can happen. But I'm. In, I mean, Chicago's team is is very impressive. And the eight three three that I that I came out with this week is, um, I would say more luck than actual like my players beating, you know, winning those stats. Uh, but then again, I put Miami down at like I ranked him at like tenth or some shit like that, and he just fucking destroyed Milwaukee. So I feel like me putting the Cubs ahead and winning this week, uh, Miami is going to prove me wrong again and and beat Chicago. But uh, I just don't see Chicago has great pitching, great pitching, and the moment his players, some of his players uh, come back from injury, he's gonna get even better. Yep, I'm with you on that part, especially. Um, I I think Tyler has a great team. I'm going to go out on a whim here and say that this does not go the way that a lot of us think it's going to go. A lot, a lot, th- a lot of people, not a lot of us, a lot of people. I have Miami 
in what's going to be our big, our surprise win this week. I got Miami taking it down nine, four. And I think early on in the season, Tyler's going to struggle. And it's not really as much because of his active roster. I think he's got a great active roster. I think it's the fact that he's missing a few key players. Teoscar Hernandez did just go down. Fernando Tatis, as much as I'm a hater, he is one of the best players in the league. He's 60-day DL, so he's not going for a minute. Teoscar? No, no, uh, Tatis. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that's fine. That's what I'm saying. We'll see him later, but I'm saying that I think Tyler is going to struggle early, early, even to mid sure because of that. Like to losing to is going to be fucking huge to his offense for the first half of the season. I think, I think having Tatis back is going to create maybe a confusion on who we should start. Cause he has such a high powered offense and nah, he's going to nah. have to bench somebody, but, but I'm going to tell you nah. how this matchup, this matchup, I looked at the pitching. I'm pretty sure Cubs, Chicago has, I think, maybe one or two more pitchers uh, by Thursday, like after Thursday. I think he has maybe nine. I think Miami might have seven. I could be totally incorrect. But with well, this it could matchup, always change too. With this matchup that's going on this week, it really depends on what pitchers are facing which team. The matchups, yep. The match, yeah, I think the matchups are huge. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, yeah, I, I dude, you know, I'll be honest. It sounded like it sounded like you were lost at a loss for words a few minutes ago, and I think that's literally how it's going to be all season. Whether it's my- okay, sorry, this is going to be a little chopped and screwed tonight, guys. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and finish this off though solo. Justin's got something going on. Um, what I was in the middle of saying was that. It sounded like Justin was a little bit, um, he was like at a loss for words. And I think that's a lot of how this season's going to be when you talk about that division, when you're talking about Miami, Chicago, Milwaukee, St. Louis, any of those four teams facing off with each other, it's going to cause a little bit of a loss for words because it's hard to pick one of the four. I honestly, I mean, entering week one, I feel like you could see any of the four winning the division. Now, we've gone through a whole week. We did see Milwaukee get the shit kicked out of them. We did see St. Louis beat Chicago 8-3. With all of that, though, you know, it's been one week. It's been a one and a half weeks. So can we just go ahead and just give it to Miami? No, absolutely not. Can we go ahead and give it to St. Louis? Absolutely not. We still have 16 weeks to decide who's going to win that division. And yes, we have two more divisional weeks. By week four, we'll have a decent idea of what we're looking at. But then you still got to go back and look at Chicago. You got to look at Tyler's team. He does still have Teoscar out. He does still have Tatis out. I mean, we don't know how long, I don't know how long Teoscar's out. I'm not looking at it offhand. I, so I can't say that. But he does, he has another couple of injuries. I know that too. You just, we're, we're too early to be able to say this team is going to win or that team is going to win based on one single matchup. Now, what we can still do is predict who we think is going to win this coming week. So, Justin had Chicago in that matchup 7-5. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going with Miami at 9-4. Um, I think that <laughs> I think it's going to be crazy. I think it's going to be crazy close. And I think Tyler might end up losing another week where... Maybe he, he it's going to be so close in like two or three categories that it doesn't feel like he should have lost 9-4. But 
someone's got to lose those close ones. And I think that this week, again, it's just, it's going to end up being Tyler and that sucks, but I mean, shit, shit like that's going to happen. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to jump over to Milwaukee and St. Louis and it's not anything against Bobby's team. It's not anything against Milwaukee, but I am, I'm, sh- I'm kind of strong behind Justin right now. I'm strong behind St. Louis. I think Justin has a really good team. I was with Justin when we at the beginning when we talked about um, his squad and how he didn't really lose anything. All he really did was add like Carlos Correa and Paul Goldschmidt. And I think his team got better. I'm with him on that. I, I think Justin has a really good team. And, you know, it pains me to say it, but I think we might – we might see Justin make a make a decent run this year, which I, I say it pains me. That's my that's my bro. So I'm I'm really just talking shit, but also fuck you, Justin. So yeah, but yeah, I mean you know he picked up Stephen Kwan, nice little addition. He went zero for nine after Justin picked him up, which is just fucking hilarious. But Bryce Harper's been hot again. I mean I just I don't know, man. I just think that we might see Justin make a a nice little run this year. We might see Justin. I had Justin as the, as my highest team out of that division, which would mean that I'm basically predicting him to win the division, and that's fine. I would bet on Justin to win the win the division. If I had to bet on it, I'll take the bet on Justin. So, I do think, you know, I, I like Bobby's team too. Of course, he has a twelve team league, guys. I like all the teams for certain reasons. I like Bobby's team a lot, but Bobby's team is very young. Does he have some? Does he have the stud vets? Sure, Hoskins. He's got. Uh, Jose Ramirez, Trevor Story, he's got he's got those studs. He's also got the young studs. He's got Bobby Witt. He's got um, Jazz Chisholm, if you want to call him a stud. I mean, he was yeah, he had his points last year. Kyle Lewis, Andrew Vaughn, Alec Bohm to a very, very much lesser extent. So, you know, I like Milwaukee's team, but I, I'm going to be honest here. I think we might see another landslide victory this week against Bobby because I just think he is his pitching is a little weaker than he thought. I, Eddie Rodriguez had a bad start last week. He had two really good starts. Or I'm sorry, Carlos Rodon had two really good starts last week. You know they kind of countered each other. Freddie Peralta wasn't very good last week. Um, Jesus Lazardo was phenomenal, but then let's look at the other side. Brubaker wasn't great. Mitch Keller wasn't great. Kevin Gausman I don't believe was all that great, but I don't remember off the top of my head. I just think that Justin comes in and has another fucking awesome week against Bobby. And I'm looking at something like a 10-3 in favor of St. Louis. Uh, All right, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to jump over to my division. We got the matchup with myself in Boston and we got the matchup with New York and Arizona. I'll go ahead and start with the New York and Arizona matchup. I've got... I I think and thought and very much still think New York is the favorite to win the division, especially after beating me in week one. Uh, I will be back mid-season slate, so don't don't think that you're taking the crown so quickly. I'm not going anywhere. I do think though that New York holds holds tight. I think he has a close matchup this week with uh, with Arizona with Diamondbacks. I think that um, maybe you know one guy that I've hated on a lot this year is Cody Bellinger and I think Cody Bellinger sucks but he he did a little bit more in the first week and a half than than I would have expected he's already he's hitting 286 he did have a homer he scored four runs I mean 
He's stolen three bases for fuck's sake. Like, he's done a whole lot more than I thought he would do. I'm not saying that he's back. He's not back. But, I mean, a guy like that, and Javier Baez did hit the DL, the IL for Arizona. I don't know. I, I like Arizona to keep it close. I don't like Arizona to win. I'm not going to bet on Arizona to win. Arizona is still very shallow in pitching. Uh, it looks like right now he's got rostered like roughly eight pitchers. He saw Casey Mize and Garrett Crochet hit the IL. He's got like eight pitchers rostered. There's no chance he keeps them in Ks. There's no chance he keeps them in wins or quality starts. I mean, I guess there's a chance theoretically, but there's really no chance. Um, I just, I don't, I don't think he wins, but I think he keeps it close. And this is one of those situations where maybe if he had more pitchers, then maybe he keeps it closer or even wins, but I'm going to go with New York in an eight, five victory. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump over to my matchup with Boston. I talk a lot of shit on my own team and my team pisses me off. And I will say I did lose. I, I did have a couple of things happen on Sunday night that uh, did hurt. I know Mike Trout got hit in the hand in his second at bat in his game. I know Austin Riley got hit in the hand in his third at bat in the game, second or third. Uh, hopefully I don't lose either of them, but there is the possibility. I did read that Mike Trout's x-rays came back negative, so that's a positive. And that's weird how that works. Um, I haven't read anything yet on Austin Riley. In fact, I'm assuming that nothing happened. Um, I'm assuming that there's nothing wrong. Uh, you know, with that said, though, my team's struggling. Shohei Otani had two good days at the plate. He does have three home runs. He is hitting 231. That is on the back of, I guess, maybe three good days. The 15th, he was two for five with two homers. The 16th, he was two for five with a homer. The 17th, he was one for five with a run scored in RBI. Because of those three days, that's six of his nine hits. Prior to those three days, he was four for 24. Is that right? He was four for 24 with zero home runs, three runs scored, and zero RBIs. So, I mean, because only, the only reason that Otani's stats on offense are decent is because of those three days. Now, let's jump to the pitching side of it. He's fucking pitched eight innings this year to a 7.56 ERA. He's gone four and two-thirds and allowed a run. He's gone three and two-thirds and allowed six runs. Otani hasn't been great. Whit Merrifield hasn't been great. Joey Gallo hasn't left my bench, and when he did, he got one hit. My team is not performing up to the standard I thought they would to start the season. Now, I will say, in my opinion, the biggest positive, the, there's two big positives on my team so far. One being that Jeff McNeil is finally hitting the ball again. He was not great last year. In fact, he was a fringe bench drop guy last year. He's hitting the ball great. What, he, is he still hitting over 300? He's still hitting, he's still hitting over 320? He's in 367. I love seeing that. I, I kind of love it so much that... He's almost finding his way in over Whit Merrifield, which I hate saying because Merrifield's going to bring me the stolen bases. But right now, Merrifield's hitting a 152 even with his three stolen bases. Shit, doesn't Jeff McNeil have at least a steal? He doesn't have any stolen bases, even though Joey Bart does. 
I like that Jeff McNeil's doing that. Now, the other great thing that's happening with my team, and I know I'm focusing on myself solely, but that's because I'm the one doing the podcast here, guys. If you want to talk about your team, come on. I'll let you talk about your team all day long. I don't give a shit. I'm going to continue talking about my team. And if you don't want to listen to it, you don't have to. But I made a trade for Austin Riley, and I made the trade and immediately was like, fuck, I don't know if I should have done that. Austin Riley had one good season. Is he really proven? I don't fucking know. I am loving Austin Riley more and more every day. Is he hitting 270? Sure. I think 270 is great. He's got two home runs already. I think he hit the first home run of my season, which was fucking awesome. I And the Braves. though I think the Braves are great, too. I love Austin Riley. I'm so glad I made that trade for Austin Riley. Now, let's talk real quick about how fucking horrible my pitching has been. Have I already dropped, like, three relievers? Yeah. Do I have starters that I already want to drop, like Dakota Hudson? Yeah. Am I regretting picking up Yusai Kikuchi? Yeah. I, do I have Dylan Bundy? Yeah. I'm going to be honest, though, with everyone. And, yes, we do have a new rule where you got to get 30 innings pitched in a week to qualify your, your ratios. I still think my team is going to be one hell of a team come midseason. Zach Wheeler has been absolute dog shit. Um, Mark Melanson, he's all right, but they're not, they don't know if they want to use him as a closer. Will Smith is technically not Atlanta's closer anymore because of um, who? Kenley Jansen. Bruce Dark Gratterall throws 101. He's not LA's closer yet, but he will be soon. I, you know, Justin Verlander. Why do I have Nick Pavetta still? Hopefully, Merrill Kelly turns up. I need John Gray to come back strong, and I need Jacob DeGrom to get his ass back. And if those things happen, you guys better watch the fuck out because my team is going to be fucking good. I have myself winning against Boston this week, 9-4. Is that as much of an indictment on Boston as it is how good I think my team is? Probably not. Um, You know, he does have Luis Severino, who I'm pretty sure will get a start this week. Uh, What's it look like? Looks like Seve, um, it's not showing me. I assume Seve's going to be, he's going to be starting this week against someone. Um, he still has Trevor Bauer just sitting there. Ryan Presley hit the IL. I, I don't know. I like my, I like my odds this week. Zach Plesak, he's meh. Patrick Corbin looks like he doesn't know what the fuck is going on. I, I like my chances this week. I'm going to take a 9-4 for myself. And I'm going to tell you now that I, I hope that that 9-4 is actually more of an 11-2. Because I need to pull myself out of the depths that New York put me in. All right, guys, this uh, podcast was a little bit difficult to do. I don't know what the issue that me and Justin had earlier was, but it fucking sucked, and um, it took a lot longer than it should have, and then he had to get off of it mid for some reason. Um, I don't know. Also, fuck Alex Bregman. And uh, if you guys got anything you want to talk about, let me know. I'm open to potentially do a podcast like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, morning, midday, or into the night. There are points in there where I can't do anything, but if you want to get on, holler at me. I'm going to continue to do these on Sunday night with or without Justin, with or without whatever, you know, I'll make it more formal in the future, but, uh, thanks a lot for listening guys. Holla.